good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with the daily numbers today. There were 7,706 new COVID-19 cases and 64 more fatalities recorded during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Tuesday morning. There were 7,578 cases in the general population and 128 among prison inmates. The number of new cases dropped from 8,675 announced on Monday, when the country recorded 44 more deaths. On Monday, 9,532 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. Now that is the first time we have dropped to below 8,000, as in being in the 7,000 since uh, July this year. So yeah, I, I definitely think we're starting to see a much bigger light at the end of the tunnel. I think we're getting to the end of this tunnel. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really good to see. And you can see in Thailand, people are starting to relax a bit again. And uh, there's a lot more activity out and about, which is a very, very good thing. And next up, probe into bogus exports. Prime Minister Prayachana Cha has ordered a further probe into tens of millions of counterfeit medical gloves reportedly imported into the US from Thailand following an investigative report by CNN. The PM has assigned Deputy Prime Minister and Commerce Minister to look into the matter, said Governor Spokesman Kun Tanakorn on Monday. Some 80 million counterfeit rubber gloves were believed imported from into the US and the Commerce Ministry has asked for further information about the case from the Food and Drug Administration. Police Colonel Neti, Commissioner of the Subdivision 4 of the Consumer Protection Police Division, said the two cases reported by CNN were first dealt with last December by the Crime Suppression Division, who have already forwarded these pr- cases to public prosecutors. No for all cases associated with the unauthorized medical device production cases have so far been submitted to the CPPD. Normally when it comes to fraud cases involving medical gloves it typically involves one of three common forms, namely used gloves that have been washed and repackaged, substandard medical gloves imported from China and repackaged and substandard medical gloves produced locally in Thailand, he said. The CNN report concerns two cases of counterfeit medical gloves in Thailand, he said, adding that the first case dealt with the unauthorized production and repackaging of medical gloves and unlawful use of two trademarks, SkyMed and Citrang. The second case dealt with the production of counterfeit nitrate medical gloves by Atitap Chumpon, who had earlier last year made headlines when he was reportedly involved in controversial hoarding of millions of surgical masks during the COVID-19 outbreak. While the demand for medical gloves surged globally between late last year and early this year, the police together with the FDA have been detecting and cracking down on many counterfeit products, he said. Supatra Bunsarm, FDA Deputy Secretary General, said she told CNN that although tens of millions of used gloves seized in other countries were found in packages containing the SkyMed trademark, they apparently were fake products. An FDA investigation found that SkyMed had neither imported medical gloves into Thailand nor produced any glove on its own in the country, she said. In a raid carried out last December at a warehouse owned by Paddy the Room Trading Company, the authorities found a large volume of used gloves and a number of workers packaging these gloves in new packages containing the SkyMed label, she said. Well, that's an interesting story. It's amazing when a story like this hits the international media and that of CNN, how the government are able to spring into action so professionally. 
And next up, Thailand's first COVID Delta Plus case is not the same as the UK. 18 others found with Alpha Plus. The first COVID-19 Delta Plus case found in Thailand is the AY1 variant, which is different than the AY4.2 strain currently spreading in the United Kingdom. The Thai AY1 patient has fully recovered, said Director General of the Medical Science Department at a news conference today. He disclosed that the department found one Delta Plus case in a man arriving from Ayutthaya province at a field hospital in Kampang Pet province in September, and 18 Alpha Plus cases also in September, of which two were among prisoners in Chiang Mai, and 16 cases were in Chantaburi and Trat provinces. All 16 Alpha Plus cases, including four Thais and 12 Cambodians, are workers in Longan orchards in the two eastern provinces bordering Cambodia. Dr. Supakit explained that the Alpha Plus is a variant which mutated from the Alpha strain and can evade the immune response. Hence, it can cause additional symptoms. He added the Alpha Plus is not a new sub-sub-variant as it was first detected in Britain last December. According to the Global Initiative on Sharing Aviation Influenza Data, a global science initiative that provides open access to genomic data of influenza virus and the coronavirus responsible for the COVID-19 pandemic, Alpha Plus is spreading in Cambodia, whereas the Delta strain is dominant in Thailand. Regarding the first case of Delta Plus, Dr. Supakit said that although the patient has, has been discharged, health officials are still required to take fluid samples from people who are in close contact with the patient for testing. Thailand, he said, has been conducting regular genome sequencing of an average of 450 samples of COVID-19 strains per week and sending results to GSED. Deputy Public Health Minister Satip Pichucha, meanwhile, assured the public that the Public Health Ministry is being transparent and is not withholding any information related to the Delta Plus infections, as he advised people not to panic over the new mutation. Mutations of coronaviruses are normal, he said, adding that what matters most is whether the new variants or sub-variants will cause more severe Severe symptoms or are more easily transmissible. Thai cabinet to consider a hundred million baht for New Year appearance of Lisa and Andre Buccelli. Thailand's Tourism and Sports Ministry will request from the Cabinet at its mobile meeting in the southern province of Krabi on November 15th and 16th a special budget of more than 100 million baht to have Thai-born K-pop rap idol Lalisa Lisa Manaban of Blackpink and Italian opera singer Andre Buccelli appear during Thailand's New Year's countdowns. Tourism and Sports Minister Pitapat Rajakirapakan said today that the 100 million baht is just the cost of the appearance of the two stars, adding that he expects more details of the appearance contracts to be available on October 30th. He insists that the project is worth the investment, estimated at about 200 million baht in total, adding that it will help to boost the economy and the flagging tourism sector. Early reports said that Lisa would appear at New Year's Eve countdown in Phuket, while Andre Bucheli will appear at a concert to be held at Sanam Luang, but latest reports suggest there is a change to the program and they both will appear at Phuket. Criticism persists on social media, however, questioning the value of the huge investment in the events and experience expressing concern over the ongoing surge in the COVID-19 infections. Now, 100 million baht is about 3 million US dollars. Now, this, this is just for both the singers, as in the appearance fee. Now, it's worth noting in all this because the tourism and sports ministry seem to have never dealt with actually booking acts, right? There is no contract signed as of yet. The details of the contract, there's no contract signed. Nothing has been actually done. It would be very unlikely that Lisa would appear here only because the, her agents in Korea have been very strict with how they appear. 
year. And I'm just wondering, is this just a lot of, you know, hot air from the tourism sports ministry and trying to maybe even push this girl into performing for them, you know, because she's Thai and it's their country and putting, you know, importance on the whole thing. You do not announce anything or even talk about it till you have the contract signed done and dusted and everything has been organized but not here in thailand no they can't this has started out with them wanting to do it and mentioning her name and it's been going along like this now who are they planning to attract to a concert on saracen bridge where you have a k-pop star and an italian opera singer what is your target market because to me it seems like it's all over the place is it a italian opera loving artists who have a little bit of a uh, thing for k-pop on the side i mean i, I don't get it. it it just doesn't make sense now if anybody's been to saracen bridge you'll also be asking yourself where are you going to have a concert down there it makes absolutely no sense but it seems to be more the waste of money i mean we still have people lining up to get food each and every day in patong and in phuket and the tourism and sports ministry's focus is spending three million dollars on two performers wouldn't it be a better use of government funds to get small businesses back up on their feet and to start to feed people who are starving each day and who have to go out and queue up to get food handed out from you know the generosity of you know expats or ties in the area or whoever wouldn't that be a better you know use of that money i mean for a country that seems to have gone through an awful lot you know a financial loss they seem to have loads of money to splurge and absolute nonsense and i understand that oh yes we want to have a big new year's eve party and all blah 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 and all this kind of stuff then maybe book people within your own country and keep the money in your country because all that money the minute you give is gone out of the country at the end of the day how many people can you bring down to the saracen bridge how do you make back all this money that you've invested and it's a very good question to ask but of course the thai media never ask any of these questions the people who are asking them though are the thai people online and on social media who are very annoyed by this and they may love you know lisa from blackpink as one of their own you know she's one of their own but you know they see this as a huge waste of money especially when the country is going through such a hard time and it's a shame the government couldn't pull the old heads out of the ass and realize that too this is not the time for this kind of expenditure but nevertheless apparently when you have a, a government minister's job and you haven't been affected by the pandemic you know 100 million is nothing to you and the next story of the day thailand's november one reopening will not put anyone at risk promises the ccsa opening tourist provinces to double jab foreigners from november one should not put locals at risk provided everybody strictly follows covid19 preventative measures the center for covid19 situation administration spokesperson dr apisamai shingasan said on monday under the plan visitors traveling by air from 46 countries or territories that have a low level of covid19 infections will not be subjected to the 14-day mandatory quarantine however they have to prove that they have received both jabs of an approved covid19 vaccine at least 14 days earlier and provided a negative rt-pcr test result taken no more than 72 hours before flying please note that the government of some countries on the list have not yet to allow their citizens to travel to thailand she said also the number of flights will be limited and closely monitored by the civil aviation authority of thailand airlines cannot resume their services to the same level as they did before the pandemic as for the worries that the increase in new cases in the 17 blue zone province may affect the reopening plan apisamai said the ccsa and the public health ministry will use different criteria apart from infection rate to determine if the areas are ready to be reopened the other important factors that may affect the decision include vaccination rate the number of severe cases deaths and readiness of the public health system only 
only certain areas in the 17 blue zone provinces will be able to reopen to foreign tourists, mostly cities with tourist attractions, she said. These areas have been carefully considered and picked by the Provincial Communicable Disease Committee, the Tourism and Sports Ministry and the Tourist Associations in the provinces. When asked if businesses that employ the COVID-free setting can refuse to serve unvaccinated customers, she said this measure was not mandatory but based on cooperation. The COVID-free setting, which includes maintaining social distancing, having staffers double jab and regularly tested using the ATK, aims to keep both customers and employees safe from the virus. It can be flexible when necessary as people will need time to adjust to the new normal, she said. So over the past week, we have heard the government give us various degrees of information on the reopening. Some of the information could have been classified as fake news. It really jumped into that category at one point. Too many people talking about things they do not comprehend or know about. I think after the last few days, we have finally gotten the real information and hats off once again to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs for the work they put in in correcting people on an hourly basis, it seems. So yesterday, several Thai media and a relatively famous blogger, Richard Barrow, uh, were invited to Suvanabum Airport to be shown the entry process once you arrive in Thailand. And I thought it would be a good idea to go through it so people will have an idea of what to expect when they arrive. The first thing we learned is that the promise processing time of one to three days for the Thailand pass is more like seven days according to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Now hopefully this is a worst case scenario. We also discovered that despite what was said the Thai embassy in your home country will be processing that information. It was said it was going to be done by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and some AI software but that seems to be not the case anymore so I wonder what's happened there. Now as we've said before you must book an SHA plus hotel for the arrival day which should include the hotel transfer, PCR tests and a rapid antigen test. I've seen a few packages online so far but uh, most of them aren't actually showing the transfer so I'm kind of curious about that. They've also spoken about you can get a taxi from the airport and the taxi would have to have the screen and the driver has to be vaccinated and whatnot so they need to kind of straighten that out so people really understand i mean if you have ten thousand people coming into suvanaboom airport right a hotel is not going to have you know this kind of transportation system so they're going to have to use public taxis it's just common sense now a lot of people have emailed me and said you know they contacted some sha plus hotels in bangkok and they know nothing about any of this probably right we probably don't know anything about it because the information has been terrible absolutely terrible the price of the pcr test has not been set and it seems that some hospitals are just making up their own prices at this stage and that should not be the way it is it should be a standard price across the board in the whole country so no matter where you go you know how much your pcr test is going to be when you arrive and i hope this nonsense will be cut out very quickly most hotels are meant to offer the package if they're taking you for that first night Okay, so give them a little bit of time. They're probably still trying to get their heads around what's going on, and I can completely understand that. Now, you can also go straight to Hua Hin or Pattaya from the airport, but it's probably better to stay in Bangkok the first night, get your test out of the way, and then you have a fresh run on it the next day. When you arrive, you will go to the Thailand Pass lane, where they will scan your QR code. Once this lane starts up in the airport, this is all you will need to do. You won't need to be showing any of this paperwork and reproducing all of it, you know, unlike what the Civil Aviation Authority was telling you. But, you know, remember, this is Thailand and they do like bureaucracy and they like to involve everybody, including the traveler, in it. So you need to understand too. Then you go on to immigration, baggage claim, and then out to customs and out to your taxi or your transfer to the airport now you don't do the pcr test at the airport you'll be doing it at the hotel or at a testing center so 
some hotels and maybe the kind of higher level five-star hotels are teaming up with hospitals to provide it in the hotel when you arrive so that's you know a good thing but i worry that that might be expensive as well others um will have to take you to a testing site where you will be done i mean if you come at three in the morning you know and arrive into bangkok in three in the morning you probably may not be getting tested straight away you may have to go to your room and then they arrange a time in the next morning for you to get to your test or whatever so you know we'll see how that plays out as well now as you heard in the story that i just uh, read to you they're limiting they say the number of flights so there's not going to be tons of flights coming in they're going to control everything well that actually has to happen with most airlines cancelling their slots they're not limiting anything right <laughs> there's only a certain amount of airlines flying into thailand at the moment and it looks that it's going to be like that for the foreseeable future until at least march or april next year so there will be limited flights um yes they're going to need to control the amount of people coming in because i just don't think they have the capacity to handle large volume of tourists but then again if you're setting yourself big goals and big budgets of tourists then you need to have it open and ready to go look the more i hear about this whole thailand pass and what's going on with it the more i really you know we've discussed this before it's basically a rebranding of the coe i mean it's not fast it's not quick they say it can take seven days to get your thailand pass qr code approval but they say you can only apply seven days before you go. So is the plan that people are going to be sitting worrying about whether they get the QR code after paying you know, lots of money for flights and hotels and all that? It does seem really unprofessional and disorganized. Maybe in the reality of the situation, when it finally gets up and going, it maybe it will be quick and it will be fast. Who knows? We, 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 it's hard for us to say until it starts. Now, it will. the website will open on November 1 at 9 a.m. That was confirmed today. So people can get on and start you know, doing it. What I will do is, and I plan to do is on November 1 I will uh, make a video try to go into the website and show you what you have to do and how it has to be done maybe I'll do a a fake mock-up booking for people who might be curious and interested how the system works so I'll I'll see if I can do that or not for you guys next week of course I think it's helpful sometimes because people sometimes have issues with uploading documents and how you're meant to do it you know etc because all your documents need to be on your computer and then uploaded onto this so you have to have your passport and all your other things so yeah we'll try go through all that i i really wish that the thai government would keep tourists and travelers out of their bureaucratic machine you know everything should be easy for the tourists when they want to come and this kind of jumping through hoops is is not helpful and it will deter people i definitely think so as i said also to you guys i would let this run a month first before even considering coming to thailand wait a month see how this thailand pass works out you know hopefully they iron out all the kinks that will definitely be in it and situations that they uh, you know haven't foreseen will that when they pop up they'll fix it and it'll be an easier process for people but that's my advice to the people out there again if you do have questions you can email me through my website or the i'll leave the email address down in the description there's no problem i'll reply as soon as i can with as much relevant information i've got about 20 to 30 emails since i put the q a up with people asking about their specific situations i'll do my best obviously always to try and help anyone out there you know absolutely no problem with it at all i will give you as much accurate information as i can but anyway that's it and we'll move on to the next story And next up, Thailand to regulate digital platform service businesses. The cabinet on Monday approved a draft decree to regulate digital platform service businesses to maintain financial and commercial stability and to prevent damage to the public, government spokesman Tanakorn Wangbung Chana said. Such businesses, both in and outside of Thailand, will need to notify the government before operating, he said in a statement. The law will apply to various digital platform services including online marketplaces, social commerce, food service, space sharing, 
ride and car sharing and online search engines, he said. They are all increasingly important to the economy and society, so there is a need to oversee them, Mr. Tanacorn said. Last month, the government said it would start collecting value-added tax from the foreign technology companies, including Facebook and Google, intermediaries such as ride-hailing app Grab and streaming services such as Netflix. So what does oversee them mean? And search engines, so you want to oversee search engines such as Google and, and Bing and whatnot? They seem to think there's a need for them to, you know, watch over everyone. And this is a problem, I think, that's developing in a lot of countries where governments feel they should be in your face and controlling everything that you do. And I don't believe there is any place in this world for that kind of behavior. If we want to order something online, let us be free to do that. If we want to go into a marketplace, let us be free to do that. And if a company wishes to operate around the world and a disservice comes to Thailand because somebody hopped on a website, there's no need to oversee any of that. And this is kind of a, I feel they're going down the lines of China. And they're trying to push themselves into every corner of society to have a grasp on everything and to control everything. And I think that's going to be a big problem in the future. And finally, some quick news headlines. SHA bookings, PCR test refunds confirmed. Refunds for SHA plus bookings and extra PCR tests no longer needed to comply with entry regulations for international arrivals to enter Thailand under the Sandbox scheme are already being upheld. Finnair brings Swedish tourists to Phuket. Tourists arriving in Phuket on a direct flight from Stockholm were given a warm welcome on landing at Phuket International Airport yesterday. Over 1,000 prisoners in Nakansi Tamara catch COVID-19 from unknown source. More than 1,000 prisoners in the Zone 6 maximum security sector of the prison in Thailand's southern province of Nakansi Tamara have been infected with COVID-19, 396 of whom have developed symptoms. And finally, Britain busted with ganja on Samui. Immigration police on Monday arrested a British man on Koh Samui Island and charged him with illegal possession and use of marijuana. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.